Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Good morning. I am so excited today to begin what we're going to be doing for the next number of weeks, which is a deep dive into the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, My wife and I are in a season of real renewal when it comes to the the work of the Holy Spirit. And I believe increasingly that if we're going to live the life God's called us to live, we have to actually learn more about who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit's like, what the Holy Spirit does, and how we're meant to pursue the Spirit because we can't do this walk with God on our own. Here at Renewing the Center, we really believe that spiritual renewal is at the very heart of a flourishing life with God. And I just want to say to you that without an awareness and participation with the Holy Spirit, we're going to miss so much of what God has for us. So I think these next number of weeks are going to be a lot of fun, maybe insightful or enlightening if you haven't done a lot of work or thought around the Holy Spirit. Uh, And we're going to hopefully not only open up our heads to know more uh, from the Bible, but we're going to open up our hearts to experience the kind of renewal that God has for us. And so just get ready. Over the next number of weeks, we're going to have spiritual practices and some real teaching on the Spirit. But before we can get to what the Spirit does and how we're meant to participate with the Spirit, I think we have to actually do a little biblical work so that we would grow comfortable with the Holy Spirit. Because the truth of the matter is, many of us, this is an area of our spiritual devotion or our understanding of God that might be a little behind other areas. So I'm going to read some stuff here. We're going to pray. Uh, we're going to try to work through uh, a little bit of a who is the Holy Spirit. That That's the, the topic we're going to address here in this episode. So Jesus says this in John 14, beginning in verse 15. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, Jesus says, because he abides with you and he will be in you. So when Jesus uses these words about asking the Father and the Father giving us another advocate, the word another there means another of the same kind. What Jesus is saying is so important. And especially if you're listening to me today and you've not done a lot of thinking or work around the Holy Spirit, here's what Jesus is saying. If you like and trust me, you will like and trust the Holy Spirit. He's saying that the Holy Spirit and he are of the same kind. He's actually saying, I will ask the Father and the Father will send another who is of the same kind. Listen to what Jesus says again in John 16, just a couple of chapters later. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Here Jesus says, it's to our advantage that he go away from us. Now, I know of very few solid evangelicals who would instinctually say, oh, I'm super glad Jesus ascended to the uh, right hand of the Father and went away from us. Almost all of us would say, well, you know, I really wish that Jesus were walking and talking and preaching and performing miracles and we could watch all that happen. A, A lot of us think we would have fewer doubts, right, if Jesus were doing what he did right in front of us, just like he was 2,000 years ago. And yet Jesus himself, before his ascension, before the cross, in his resurrection and ascension, says, it's to your advantage. It's actually better for you that I go away. 
Why would Jesus say that? It seems as if Jesus is convinced that we so desperately need what the Holy Spirit has to offer, that it's good that he was able to ascend to the Father because it was in that ascension that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity would come and be with us. And this is hard for us because we don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit. For many of you who are listening to me, uh, the Holy Spirit is like the the weird uncle um, of the Holy Trinity. We know what to do, we think, at least with the Father, because we all have one, whether he was good or bad. We know what a father is or a mother is. We know what to do, we think, um, with the Son, because we, we see Jesus and many of us think, well, I like what Jesus has got to offer. But the Holy Spirit seems really elusive to us. And we sometimes just get stumped. And what happens when we get stumped as Christians is we just kind of put the Holy Spirit off into this corner. We know he's a part of the family, but we're just not sure what to do with him or what to make of him. Well, that's going to be part of my objective here over the next number of weeks is that we would grow in understanding exactly who it is that Jesus was talking about when he said it's good for you that he go away because the Spirit would not be able to come. So if you look in John 14, the Holy Spirit, if we're thinking about who the Spirit is, the Spirit is sometimes described in the original Greek language of the Bible as a parakletos, not a parakeet, but a paraclete. And that word in the Greek language means one who is called alongside, one who walks beside, a counselor, a comforter, and an encourager. And so when Jesus said, The Father will give you another counselor. He means a counselor, one who would um, speak into your heart, one who would be near to you, who is of the same kind as Jesus. But the Holy Spirit is hard for us to wrap our heads around for good reason. Irish Christians, especially in the ancient Irish church, referred to the Holy Spirit as a wild goose or others, the shy person of the Trinity. So for you introverts out there, the Holy Spirit is, um, he's your one, more subtle, more nuanced. Um, If we're to experience the work of the Spirit, we have to learn how to inquire, how to listen, how to pursue, how to slow down. It's one of the reasons why we're so keen on this new idea that we're exploring here with Renewing the Center is that we want to give you tools to learn how to be a more reflective person. And it's our conviction that you will miss so much of what the Holy Spirit wants to bring if your life is busy and distracted and hurried and worried. The Holy Spirit will not force himself upon us. God is not going to knock our doors down. And it's funny, I use the word he. Um, the, the feminine expression of God is found in the Holy Spirit. In, in the Hebrew language, the word spirit is feminine. In Latin, it's masculine. And in Greek, the language of the New Testament, the word spirit is actually a gender neutral word. And I love that because this is actually the space with the Holy Spirit where we gain access as Christians to a kind of receptive, uh, feminine, nuanced expression of the heart of God. God is not just a brain God. God is a heart God. And that's one of the reasons why we know uh, through the scripture and in in history and experientially that God through the person of the Holy Spirit is not going to kick your door down. It's just not the way it works in God's economy. And this is one of the reasons why many of us don't have much of an experience of the Spirit because we've not made adequate space. Um, You know that the scripture in, in Exodus, right, where Moses 
who had tried to take matters into his own hands to be a deliverer, and then he failed in that work because he went too far, he pushed too hard, he was disqualified living out in the back end of nowhere in a place called Midian, and he encountered a burning bush. And one of the things I love about that passage is that the burning bush, the Bible says, was off to the side. And it strongly suggests that Moses, if he had been distracted, you know, could have walked right past it, missed the whole burning bush. He had to, the scripture says he had to look aside, turn aside and see this thing that God was doing. I think the Holy Spirit works just that way. You have to be willing to, to look aside and then to step aside in order to experience and see what God is doing in the person and work of the Spirit. And y'all, quite frankly, many of us have never done this work. And what happens when you don't learn to look aside and step aside, when you don't learn to reflect, is that you just walk right past. And it, I shudder to think of how many times I've just walked right past the work of the Spirit without ever even knowing what I was missing. Y'all, we cannot think our way to a more joyful and hopeful life. We have to actually have an experience of God that says to us, you are not alone. And this leads me to where I want to want to park it here in this first episode on the person and work of the Spirit. We are all invited to make intentional space to welcome the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. That's one of the oldest prayers of the church. We have to actually be very intentional to welcome the Spirit. And if you're making a lot of noise in your life, if you're distracted and stressed, you're going to miss the work of the Spirit. I remember when my son was quite young, we went up to my wife's father's house, who he lives on a couple of hundred acres, and he invited us to go out there to hunt deer. And neither Finn nor I had really any experience, and frankly, not much of an intention to kill a deer. But we did go out in the woods and we got in this tree stand. It was freezing cold, and I had a gun, and my son, who was probably far too young, was also holding a gun. <laughs> and we were in this tree stand uh, freezing, and he was really pretty young um, and just chattering away. And the more he spoke, the the more it became obvious to me we weren't going to see any deer. Well, once the hyperthermia set in and the boy got quiet and we grew still, it was as if by magic, all these deer came out of the tree line. The work of the Holy Spirit emerges when we become still and quiet. The Irish referred to the Spirit, like I said, as a wild goose. And you've heard that saying, right? A wild goose chase. The way to experience geese is to let them happen upon you or you to happen upon them. We're meant to make space, to be still, to be quiet, to welcome the work of the Holy Spirit. Here's how I do it every day. Every single day, I have time with God. I read my Bible. I pray in the same place. I quiet my heart. I slow down. I quiet the spirit, the thoughts in my spirit, all the racing to-do items. And I ask the Holy Spirit to come. See, if you're always active always speaking, you will miss so much of the Spirit. And I ask Holy Spirit, I say, Holy Spirit, help me, bring good things to me, come close to me, walk alongside me. I believe that if we'll actively seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit, not be passive, but actively seek, ask every day, the Holy Spirit will begin to manifest more and more in the landscape of your life. You'll begin to see more and more of what we're going to be looking at over these next number of weeks. That's what we're going to give our time to. 
And so what I want you to do as you are able is just begin to breathe a breath prayer, one of the oldest prayers of the church, three words, come Holy Spirit. I, I, I sometimes pray that phrase um, 20, 30, 40 times a day. I'll pray it under my breath going into a meeting. I'll pray it as I'm exercising. I'll pray it as I'm walking. Come Holy Spirit. I believe the Lord wants you to still and quiet your heart and say, come Holy Spirit. And as we do that, I believe that we'll open ourselves up to see and experience more and more of what the Spirit has to offer. So y'all, I'm really excited about where we're going to go. And I hope that you will follow along. I hope you'll dig in, drill in, and really ask for more awareness and more openness to the work of the Spirit. Because y'all, he's going to meet us as we make more room for him, as we quiet our hearts. Father, I ask that you would go in front of us now. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would reveal yourself to us over these next days and weeks. And we pray, Lord, that we would be the kinds of people who make space to seek and wait for and look for and expect the work of the Spirit to manifest in our life. So come and do it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. As we end... Remember, our goal is to learn to reflect on and respond to God's renewing work in our everyday lives. So take some time to recall an idea or image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. Carry this with you into your day as a conversation starter between you and God. Allow him to show you how it connects to your life right now. What does he want you to know or do? And how will you respond? Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back with us here next time at Renewing the Center.